Welcome, everyone. Episode 118 of the Talking Bears podcast. Ben Fadden here. So it is 12.09 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday morning as I record this. So 9 o'clock San Diego time and another deadline gone. It has passed. A uh, deadline was created by Major League Baseball to the Players Association to get a deal done to try to save an 162-game season uh, for this new, obviously, CBA agreement. And it looks like an agreement hasn't uh, took in place yet. These agreements, these deadlines uh, that are supposed hard deadlines aren't really deadlines, obviously, as we've seen now multiple times. We saw last week with the whole 13-meeting fiasco, and then the deadline got extended, and now today uh, the deadline gets extended again uh, from a tweet from Bob Nightingale, at least, that just went out. Um, So I'm going to get to all of that, the last two days of events, really, that has happened uh, so far. Um, Now, as I'm recording this, maybe a deal, maybe more information might come through, and I'll definitely report that. Um, so I'm just looking at my phone here. Don't see anything right now, so we'll just go as planned here. So the last two days have had some information. Um, obviously, some information is pro-league, some of it's pro-players. Obviously, there's information from both sides on proposals. Um, so it is definitely an interesting time. Uh, meanwhile, while this is happening, players have been gathering at the Arizona Players Association training facility. I think Mark Melanson's there, Joe Musgrove's there. So they've been gathering there. A lot of other players, uh, Trevor Bauer, geez Louise, that guy's there. It has a video camera. We'll get to that. Um, so a lot of things are happening. Uh, but the last two days, Monday, March 7th, Tuesday, March 8th, those are like the the two main days I want to cover here because there are things that have happened that are significant and things that represent progress, in my opinion, in my eyes, uh, for both sides. So starting from Monday, uh, this was definitely pro player. The Rays made an offer reportedly to Freddie Freeman, star first baseman, World Series champ, obviously with the Braves coming off last season. The Rays a low market revenue team. Uh, They supposedly made an offer to Freddie Freeman before the lockout. And obviously you can make of that what you will. That's definitely not on the owner's side. You got a low revenue team, a small market team that has like 70, $80 million payrolls. And now they want, they're making offers to a player who's supposed to be in the Dodgers and Yankees market and the Braves and those big market teams. Um, so I think that just shows for the players. It's like, okay, we have more, more, we have more leverage here. We have more leverage. If the Rays, the small market team is offering the best, arguably the best remaining position player on the market after this lockout ends, they're offering him money. They're offering him a deal when they don't want to keep Blake Snell, but they're still offering Freddie Freeman a deal. There's obviously money there. So there goes the luxury tax even more. We're going to increase the luxury tax even more now. Uh, Our offer, because everyone has the money. That's clear. Everyone has the money. 
Uh, so that's definitely pro player there. The players, I mean, they have ammo. They are, they've already had ammo, ammo, even more ammo. In a, you know, in addition to the Freddie Freeman deal on Tuesday, made, uh, Apple announced that they have a Friday night exclusive doubleheader deal with Major League Baseball coming into this season with exclusive rights. And so how much money is that? I've heard reports of like over $100 million. And it's like, okay, so that's even more leverage for the players. So players are going to go into this meeting. I'm sure they went into this meeting earlier today uh, with the league and stuff. And, and they're saying, hey, how much is this Apple deal? Uh, you know, uh, I thought you guys had no money. You can funnel some of that money to us, you know. That's that's another leverage point. So things seem to be trending in the players' direction. And in terms of the league's last offer, uh, reported offer that we've seen, things are definitely trending in that player direction. And the owners realize that we have the money, all of this public stuff and the Apple deal and the Rays offering a deal to Freddie Freeman. Um, that's not looking great for us in terms of us crying poor and saying that we don't have the money. Uh, obviously they do. Um, now we can move it to Tuesday. Earlier today, Annie Martino owners luxury tax offer was 228 million, but then that proposed offer was moved up to $230 million. So again, and I'll, I'll get I'll get to the latest offer here and kind of break that down. But again, talking about, you know, so this was midday when the Apple, the whole Apple TV plus thing, exclusive broadcasting rights uh, on Friday when that uh, news came out. And it's just leverage for the players. And it's again, it's not known what really those terms are. But I guess I saw reports that Major League Baseball didn't really want this out. Obviously, no duh, because it's more leverage for the players, like I just have said like five times already. Um, but it's funny that Apple, because I guess the only reason that this news came out was because Apple had some meeting or convention or something. And uh, Tim Cook or whatever the heck his name is, the head of Apple, he announced it uh, at this whole convention thing. So. That's the only way it got out. And Apple's like, we don't care. We have the agreement already in place. I don't care how bad it makes Major League Baseball look. We have the money already. So we have the agreement in place. I'm going to announce it. Uh, at least that's from what Apple's viewpoint is. So I guess it's good on them uh, to kind of expose Major League Baseball and what they're doing right now and trying to cry poor and saying, uh, you know, Randy Levine was on the Mike K show, I think, earlier this week saying that. You know, there's not endless money. It's like, yeah, there is. Like, if Major League Baseball stopped, you can make that argument. But there is endless money, in my opinion, when there are games because owners are making profit off of those games. So as long as there are games, the owners are keeping generally bill billions of dollars in their net worth in their pockets millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in their pockets. And they'll continue to have that when games happen because revenue's coming in. So they're like replenishing. It's not like it's 
going to stop coming in and it's like $5 tickets all of a sudden. Prices continue to go up. So money's there. That's not the issue. Money is there. Um, now let's go to, let's see. I'm trying to just go by a timeline here on Tuesday. So that was midday, the Apple thing at about 1.52 Eastern time. So it's, uh, a little before 11 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, March 8th. Trevor Bauer arrived at the Players Association's training facility in Arizona. Um, talk about how Seth, a self-centered, like, nozzle this guy is. Uh, he got a video camera and his old Bauer YouTube channel and all that. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the players were so pleased with that, seeing Trevor Bauer walk up and say, hey, guys, I'm here to train with you guys. Not. I mean, if I was a player, I'd be so fed up with that guy. Uh, just self-centered. I, I know for sure the Dodgers, there's no way that the Dodgers liked having Trevor Bauer have a, a video camera in the locker room last year before, you know, he that whole sexual assault thing and the case and how that dropped, I don't even understand. That's a whole nother story, but he was at the Players Association facility. I'm surprised they even let him come train with them. I get he's still a player. I get he's still technically under contract, but if he thinks that he's going to play for the Dodgers this year, I think he's stupid. Like, how does he think that the Dodgers are going to just let him come waltzing in and say, hey, yeah, we'll take you back from all the scrutiny, despite all the scrutiny that you've gotten us into and all of this money that we've wasted on you? Sure, we'll we'll bring you back. Like, I just don't see that happening. They've proven that they can have success without him. Why do you need that headache in the locker room? Why do you, why do you need that self-centered, having a video camera, videoing everything, you know, in the locker room? Why do you need that? You know, I, as a Padre fan, it's almost like I want them to have him because of how much of a headache he is for the Dodgers. Uh, but just from if I was the Dodgers, like, what's the point in having him? Like, is he really worth that? You can make the argument no. Like, yeah, he's won a Cy Young, or right? Yeah, he he won one Cy Young, and it was in the shortened season with the Reds when they didn't have to play the NL West. You know, they didn't have to play the NL East that year. They didn't have to play the AL East. They played the NL Central, the worst division in the league, and then they played the AL Central, which isn't great either offensively. So, you know, I, I went over the stats, I think, last offseason in some articles I wrote in the past. And he had ERAs over four in the majority of his seasons. He's just not worth it. And so I, I guess what I'm going with this is I'm really surprised he even was at the Players Association's facility. I guess he's a player technically still, so maybe the Players Association has to let him come train there if he wants to. But, like, I just don't understand how he thinks he's going to play for the Dodgers, especially right out of the gate. Like, I, what is he thinking? I don't understand that. Um, so that was midday. And then about a little 11.09 Pacific time a.m. on the West Coast, Major League Baseball arrived at the Players Association's headquarters uh, to meet. That went about 20 minutes. And that seems like 
from reports, that was like the only in-person meeting. And that seems like that was Major League Baseball just giving, formally giving the Players Association their proposal, which is the details we'll go over shortly. That's what it seems like this was. Um, so I don't know how, I'm not going to take too much of the meeting only being 20 minutes. Like, I'm not going to take too much into that. Like, it's literally just them saying, here's a proposal. Um, this is different from earlier, weeks ago, months ago, when I was getting mad about these 60-minute meetings and 15-minute meetings, because that was when the real, how far apart they were. Now it's money. Now, Now it's both sides. They know what needs to be done. And so it's really just, are you willing to compromise? Are the, is the league willing to compromise? Is, are the players willing to compromise with the league? And based on this proposal, the league seems a little more willing to compromise, which is good news. It's moving in the right direction. So that's definitely a positive. And I'm going to take that as a positive. Um, but there are, there's still a ways to go, uh, as reporters have said. And so we'll see if they reach a deal at this Wednesday afternoon deadline, I guess, that Bob Knight and Gill just reported a few minutes ago as of this recording. Uh, but to get to the offer that came in about 6.30 Pacific time, Evan Drellich said Major League Baseball's offer to the players. The luxury tax goes up their offer from 220 from uh, to 228 then to 230 so $230 million. Uh, in 2022 would be the luxury tax number, their offer. Um, let's see. Oh, tweet just came in. John Morosi, MLB officials are reviewing latest Players Association counteroffer with the possibility of a CBA deal before Daybreak still alive. Well, if that does happen, um, I guess I'll record another episode or I'll go live or something uh, because I just don't see that happening. Um, I'm on the East Coast right now. It's after midnight, and so I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Based on, uh, we don't know what's in that counteroffer. This is a John Paul Morosi's just tweeted, like literally right now I'm looking at my phone. Um, so I'm still going to go off of Major League Baseball's offer that, I'm, that I just started discussing here. $230 million is the owner's luxury tax that they're willing to get into. Um, and so I think that's definitely a good move in the right direction, right? It was an $18 million gap, and if it's the $230 million value is right, now it's an $8 million gap. That's a big compromise. Major League Baseball has met the Players Association in the middle compared to the $220 million value and the $238 million value that the players want. They've met in the middle. Now it's time for the players in this counterproposal that John Morosi's reporting is probably happening right now. That... Let's see if that actually happens. Let's see if the players are able to compromise and are willing to compromise and at least start out that luxury tax around $230 million in 2022. Now, that can increase as the years go on, just like the owners are proposing, and the players can say, hey, we'll, we'll compromise this year $230 million, the luxury tax, but next year it needs to go up significantly and more significantly as the years go on through the next five years or however long the CBA agreement is. Um, but that's just the big question is, are the players going to compromise? Uh, 
The league also looks like they're compromising a little bit in the pre-arbitration bonus pool money. Uh, right now, 200, uh, excuse me, right now, let's see, $40 million is the pre-arb pool money is what they're offering, the latest offer, concrete offer that was reported by Evan Drellich today. So that is still $40 million up, uh, away from the $80 million that the players want. But again, it's compromise. And if you're going to meet in the, in the middle, um, based on from where the $30 million offer, from what the league was at before this $40 million latest offer, and $80 million where the players are at, you probably want you know around the $55 million range for both sides to come to the middle on the pre-R bonus pool money which again would be a reward to probably the top 30 or uh, pre-arbitration eligible players. It would go to those guys. The $55 million value is probably where you're going to want to see that in terms of compromise from both sides, just like the $230 million value for the luxury tax. That seems pretty good compromise wise for both sides, at least for this season. Now, obviously that money can go up, but compromise for this season, I think that's a good value mark. Um, let's see here. Another thing I wanted to go over, at least an aspect of this, was the remove uh, Major League Baseball, their offer. They wanted to tie the removal of the qualifying offer uh, to specific free agents so that teams like if they lose a Machado, the Orioles or the Dodgers or whoever, they get a qualifying offer in return. Uh, a, uh, Excuse me. No, no, no. That's the compensation uh, draft pick. The qualifying offer is a team. They have a a free agent like Zach Wheeler, for instance, who went to the Phillies. The Mets could give him a one-year, $18.5 million qualifying offer. And if they reject that, that's where the compensation goes in. That's, That's when, so if the player signs somewhere else, then that team that lost him gets a draft pick. The league wants to tie losing that, which then opens up guys like Nick Castellanos and guys that would have that tied to them this offseason. That opens them up to more teams because teams wouldn't have to give up a draft pick. And draft picks are valuable, very valuable. Those first-round draft picks that they give up, those are valuable now, and they're just getting even more valuable. So. Teams don't have to give that up. I think that would bring in more teams in terms of their interest, which is what the Players Association wants, because there's more teams that can drive the price and players can get paid theoretically more money in those free agent deals. So, But Major League Baseball wants to tie that. Um, let's see. They want to tie that to an inter- international draft, and that's a no-go for the players, in my opinion. If I were the players, that would be a no-go. The players, they're all about paying the young guys, looking out for the young guys. That's what Scherzer said, Andrew Miller. That's what they have said. So this would go counterproductive to that whole notion, that whole stance that the players have to implement an international draft. When international draft would probably include players, these young players from the Dominican and all that, these guys not dictating where they want to go. And if they dictate where they want to go, then that raises this, the amount of money, bonus money and all that, that they could get from teams. Because if they're going to one team and saying, hey, the Nationals offered me this amount of bonus money, 
hey, the Padres, you got to offer me more money than this. But with a draft, maybe that's not possible. So it runs a little counterproductive to what the players want in terms of getting the younger guys, even before they reach the big leagues, as much money as possible. So I, I don't see that happening. I think the player, the players obviously don't want the qualifying offer to be attached to them anymore. But this is where it's kind of holding stuff up is if when Major League Baseball wants to say, hey, we'll compromise here, but we're going to tie that with something else that we know that you don't want. That's where it starts slowing up uh, and making things more complicated. So move my my. My takeaway from this latest offer from Major League Baseball that they made on Tuesday was that they're moving in the right direction. They definitely compromised on the luxury tax, something I wasn't really quite sure that they were going to do. Um, But I think eventually that that money that they want to give in terms of luxury tax to the players, that money is going to need to increase more than what they wanted. I forget the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. As the years go on, past 2022 and the 230 million that they proposed for the luxury tax and then for the pre-r bonus money it's going to need to go up i think at least 15 million dollars more to at least 55 million dollars each year and because the players want 80 so if you're going to meet in the middle 55 is probably a good number compared to the 30 million and the 80 million the 50 million so 50 million that the two sides were um you know far apart from the difference in those two sides so I think that there's obviously still work to do, um, and we'll see where this goes. Nightingale, Bob Nightingale, USA Today, reported at midnight Eastern time that the deadline was extended to Wednesday afternoon. So whenever you're listening or watching this, again, I appreciate it, obviously. Whenever you're listening or watching this, the deadline supposedly is extended to Wednesday afternoon. So we'll see if that deadline is extended again or whatever um if the deadline obviously stays at that wednesday afternoon deadline then and and an agreement is not reached i guess at major league baseball saying that another week of games would be canceled uh but i don't even know if that's really true because now they're because if an, an agreement was reached today or tomorrow they're going to somehow make up an 162 game season, even though they literally said a week ago that games were canceled. So I guess Major League Baseball doesn't know what the word canceled means. Canceled, you don't make them up. So I guess they're going to maybe edit that statement they made and Manfred will say, yeah, no, I meant postponed and they'll be made up as double headers and all that or on off days. I don't, I, I don't get what Major League Baseball is doing i mean i guess i do it's money right they get the money from those games uh but i I don't understand them threatening players and doing this all this oh you know threatening them with deadlines and all that when that's not really the case because they keep extending deadlines and they keep saying no we can still have a full season if you you but we're going to threaten you and say you need to come to a deadline tonight or tomorrow to get the full season so if they come to a deadline or if they come to an agreement the next day, you can't make up those games. Like it just doesn't, it's a whole lot of baloney to be quite honest. Doesn't really make sense. Uh, just going to tw- check Twitter one more time. Let's see here. Deadline still Wednesday afternoon. 
John Morosi again. MLB officials reviewing latest player association counter offer counter offer possibility of CBA deal before daybreak still alive. So that's the tweet I still uh, that I read off a few moments ago. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated, obviously, on the Talking Fires Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but that's really the update uh, is Major League Baseball has compromised a little bit. We'll see how much the players compromise in their proposal if we get any information on that. Uh, but hopefully you enjoyed this episode. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Brothers, famous subs and cheesesteaks located in Point Loma uh, Sports Arena. When games you know start back up at Petco Park, they're in the upper deck. They're down the third baseline, have great cheesesteaks. I love their cheesesteaks with cheese whiz. I love the garlic fries. Uh, Joe Gaglione is great over there with Gaglione Bros. So definitely make sure to order yourself a cheesesteak, gaglionebros.com, gaglionebrothers.com. For all the cheesesteak, garlic fries, make an order. You can call them, find the addresses. The addresses uh, are on the website, website linked in the description of this episode. So thank you to them for sponsoring this episode. Ben Fadden here on now Wednesday morning on the East Coast. Thank you so much for listening and watching episode 118 of the Talking Fires podcast. See you later.